up, East High? Welcome back to the podcast. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And my name is Tyler. And we are here today to talk about Minute 28 of High School Musical 2. Minute 28 starts out with Troy and Gabriella run into the sprinklers and ends with Troy saying, hey, good morning to one of the, the chefs. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he said. I know. I just thought he said it was funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is not, again, not much of a minute. We're just still, things are happening. We're getting there. We're getting there. Gabriella gets in more trouble. Oh, yes. The tension is rising. Sharpay is up to something. She's having Ryan do her dirty work now. Not that she didn't before, but it's just. Yeah, so we're, there, we're still continuing the frolicking from the last minute. The sprinklers got turned on on the fourth fairway and. Troy decides to be soaring and flying. <laughs> Yes, he puts his arms out to run through them. Gabriella is also running along. Yeah, they're they're breaking free. Does Troy have a pool at home? We haven't seen one. But that doesn't mean that they don't have a pool. They do have a fancy house. I'm just thinking along the line of like, you know, when you're like a little kid and it's summer and you're like, oh, we don't have a pool. So let's run through the sprinkler. Like what we did? Yes. <laughs> you out just outing us instead of, I mean, still, you can even have a pool and still run through sprinklers. Yeah, but running through sprinkler is distinctly an activity for those that don't have a pool. Fair. So I was, I'm just asking, is this an activity that Troy or Gabriella is more attuned to? We might think Gabriella to be because she moved around a lot. Is this nostalgic for them? Although, like, lawn, lawn care sprinklers aren't the same as, like... No. House sprinklers. If anything, they're a little more aggressive. Like, I've definitely gotten <laughs> caught in them, like, playing field hockey and stuff back in high school. And I was like, ow. But it is a fun dance to do, the, the, the sprinkler. The sprinkler? Yeah. I, I have never done it, so I wouldn't know. You, oh, but you're doing it right now. Oh, if only this wasn't a non-visual medium, that everyone could see Condor doing the sprinkler so good right now. And not sitting completely <laughs> still with my face in puzzlement at Tyler. Ha. Huh. Did you guys know that Condor's also been taking improv lessons? <laughs> I'm very good at yes-handing now, folks. <laughs> Well, at least you guys can't see Tyler trying to do the the shopping cart, which is just truly, he is so offbeat. He really should not be dancing to uh, Jellicle Cats. It really doesn't work with that dance, but here we are. I'm shopping for cat food. <laughs> Naturally. Well, this is a fun bit, just saying the other person is doing something. Is it? Maybe instead we should be puzzled like Ryan is at Sharpay smiling because Sharpay, we cut back to Sharpay and Ryan in this tower. Yes. And Sharpay asks Ryan to keep an eye on them tomorrow for her. Yeah. Like she won't be around? Yeah, she kind of slinks away. We get this weird like close up shots of their faces on the tower. Like we've, we were like further away, like kind of looking up at them on the tower. But now we get these like weird close-ups. It's super weird because it looks like they're on a green screen or like the focus of the camera is super weird because it's like cloudy and dark in the background of the shot where before when we were looking up at them in the tower, it was just a blue sky behind them. So it's like super weird and dark behind them during these close-ups. But before it wasn't, it's just like daytime everywhere else. I don't know if it's because the horizon is so big that like you can see clouds from really far away at like a certain angle. You can see like there's a storm coming. 
but it's just like far enough away that it's currently sunny where they are. I, I don't know. I didn't quite notice it to the same effect you did, so. I found it really jarring. I think if anything, the lighting was a little different. Like it was a bit warmer, like their light, the lighting on them had more purple in it. I don't know. It's kind of seemed like a pickup shot. Like they didn't, they weren't able to get all of the shots they needed on the tower, but we were like, oh, let's just do close-ups of them and we'll put something on the green screen in the background. What if it wasn't a green screen though? What if it was a blue screen? Then Sharpay's clothes would probably blend in. That's not what I meant. I was posing the question, are they on location? I don't actually know. I'm just saying that for like these two pickup shots of the close-ups. Oh yeah, for the two pickups. Yeah, probably then, yes. But Ryan is uh, visibly concerned that his sister is causing mischief and mayhem and asks her why she's smiling. Yeah. But not like in a a normal way you'd ask someone why they're smiling. It was kind of flat. It was like, it was less inquisitive and like questioning. It was more like you're up to something, aren't you? Yeah. Which is true. That's what she is. Yes, but she avoids any question and kind of just walks away. And we see Ryan looking back at Troy and Gabriella. And then suddenly Fulton is there. Well, it's confusing because Sharpay wanders off and it looks like she's about to go tell Fulton like, oh, Troy and Gabriella are goofing off. But then we hear Fulton talking and then it's like, oh, he's already down there scolding them. Then it cuts back to Ryan again. So no time has passed. Fulton's already there. It's not like we cut to five minutes later when Fulton's scolding them. So it's very confusing. Yeah, no. And you brought it up like right away. Like if they wouldn't have had that shot back of Ryan picking up the binoculars again to like watch Fulton disciplining them, it would have seen like time had passed. But because Ryan literally like Sharpay is still actively walking away when it happens, it, it is this congruent event. Yeah, so... Fulton's yelling at them. He's saying, first the break infraction and now frolicking in the golf course. Miss Montez. We're not off to an auspicious start. And Troy is like, hold up. I did this, not her. Yeah, it was my idea. Similar to what he did in the last movie, standing up to like his father and stuff. Trying to move the blame away from Gabriella. And he is right again that this is him, not her. She went along with it and agreed to it, but the initial idea was his. And Fulton seems like he doesn't also get an infraction here. Yeah, it's unclear. I mean, I guess the subtext is that Troy can't be fired because Sharpay wants to have him around. But if we try to fire Gabriella, that will make him perhaps more likely to want Sharpay for some reason. Doesn't really make sense. No, it's very weird. And... Why would Sharpay think that, oh, if Gabriella keeps getting in trouble, then Troy won't like her more? And it's like... (laughs) They'll break up, yeah. Because Troy doesn't like bad Gabriella? (laughs) Like... (laughs) Troy doesn't like blonde Gabriella. (laughs) Ooh. We actually don't know that. We've never seen blonde Gabriella. We've seen blonde Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, sorry. I got my references and my universes mixed up. But... I hope people remember that joke from two days ago. Maybe if they're listening to these episodes right in a row, yeah, they'll they understand. Yeah, they like save it to Thursday when yeah. they can just binge them both back yeah. to back. Anyway. And Fulton responds with how gallant, but yeah. irrelevant. Yeah, that's not how you pronounce that word. It's Usually it's gallant. gallant. When you're referring to it in that sense, there's like, 
a mythical his I tried to combine mythical and historical together. Myth though historical. That's actually a phrase. <laughs> There's like Goofus and Gallant. Those are like example people from like old training videos. Yeah, no, there's like a gallant, I feel like, in like Arthurian. Maybe it's Monty Python. I actually I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, basically they, they get scolded and then they kind of look at each other and then it fades do, to like, black. Ner- he's like, do you understand no more? And they do like nervous head shaking and like, yeah, fade to black. Commercial! <laughs> now don't do it again. That's another Monty Python reference. Wow. I think it's because I'm looking at the back yeah, of Yeah, we currently have our microphone set up in between us, sitting on top of a stack of DVDs that includes... Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's the BBC, the BBC show. show. Yeah. Clue the movie, Cabin in the Woods, Baby Driver, and the Lego Batman movie. These are Tyler's DVDs. <laughs> well, these are the DVDs that I like enough to have, but not, not enough to keep in my house. Anyway, commercial. <laughs> uh, what 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 do you feel like buying in this commercial break, Condra? I... Something for two installments of 1995. Ooh, something for two installments of 1995. Yeah, plus shipping and handling. Plus shipping and handling. Of course, I mean that's that's a given. Why do you need? You Why do need they have to, to stay- handle my stuff though? Can't they just ship it without handling it first? Well, someone's got to carry it to your door. No, I'll pick it up. Wait, from where? The warehouse? No, from my PO box. Most places will not ship to a PO box, Tyler. Okay, whatever. I'm trying to remember what they would have advertised in 2008. Moon shoes. That, they seem to advertise moon shoes ex- for That's my forever. classic example of, is moon shoes. What other, like, what about, like, those, um... Moon sand? Yes. Um, that also start. What about, like, the, uh, baseball or t-ball? Oh, the pitchbacks? But it's, like, the thing that you, like, put on a pole and then it, like, swings around mm. and then it swings back. Kind of like, um, what's the ball game that you would play at recess? Tether ball. Tether ball. But with a baseball. But there was, wait, when we were kids, there was like a, there was like a t-ball, like, there's like an automatic t-ball thing. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. No. I was thinking maybe it would be like a light bright or like a, a rainbow loom. Rainbow oh, loom yeah, wasn't yeah, in yeah. at the time, but like an, an art making kind of thing, like with lights or, or. What's that game where you have to put all the things in the little pegs? Like the one that Cracker Barrel? No, no. The game like has a name that's just like called stress or something, but not the, that's not the right word. Don't break the ice? No. Pick up sticks. No, it's got like these little yellow shapes and you got to put all the shapes in the thing before the thing pops and they all come oh out. Oh my God, I forgot that game existed. <laughs> yeah, there was like a timer and it like exploded. Yeah, what's that? It's called like anticipation or like. I have no idea, but I remember it. We had it for a brief, brief period of time. I didn't like and it. And a beef period of time. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't like it. I also didn't like Operation. I didn't like games that felt like they were attacking me. <laughs> what about Uno Attack? You I like that game. I love Uno Attack. Uno Attack is different because it's also Uno. Yes. Like, I, we never actually played Mousetrap normally. When no we one plays Mousetrap normally. You just build a mousetrap. It takes too long to set up to actually play. <laughs> Well, part of the game is, part of playing the game is slowly building the mousetrap, actually, but. Oh, so we never read the directions correctly then. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we get back from commercial and we see a guy. Watering the lawn? Yeah, with a hose just watering, like, the practice green that's, like, out front of the hotel or something. Where we saw someone, like, putting earlier. Oh, yeah, I guess that's probably the same exact spot. And we also see 
where Sharpay and Ryan were in the background. Oh yeah, we get a good shot of the like the building of the country club. Country club, and you can see that like tower-ish area. Super weird. I don't know like what the architectural style is. It's got like Pueblo, but like I think it's just because there's Adobe brick esque yeah. things. They're not actual Adobe brick. It's a mix of like castle and modern. It's a country club. Yeah, it's it's there's hideous. Glass. It's hideous in its own way. <laughs> and a day has passed. We get the next morn. We discover quickly as we, we cut to <laughs> as kitchen. Troy and Gabriella walk in and say good, good morning. morning to everyone. They like individually say good morning to every person they walk by. <laughs> it's just cluttered with good mornings. And Gabriella is like naming people, but Troy's like, "Hey, what's well, up?" Troy says hi to Jason at some point. Yeah, Jason's like all the way over though, <laughs> and but he's his friend. Yeah, but he doesn't say good morning, Zeke. Why are Troy and Gabriella getting here so much later than everybody else? Well, what we're seeing is all the kitchen people. Presumably the kitchen people need to be there early to start preparing the food for the day. So is Chad also not there because they don't need to be there till they start serving? I guess. Maybe. Which is kind of a crappy ship. Like, does that mean they need to sit? But the food people would probably, need to be there more. Like they, but they probably either have to, like, set up in the dining room beforehand Make sure all the tables are, they might have to stay later to clean up the dining room. But so would like Jason, who's a dish person, like he'd be cleaning up after cocktail hour. Yeah, but he doesn't have to do dishes in the morning. But there's all the, all sorts of odd jobs that any random waitstaff could do, like cleaning cups or stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it is very weird that they're showing up so late, as well as Gabriella, who... Is a lifeguard. Yeah, but her her time would be on a totally different thing. I'm surprised that they actually all clock in in the same exact place. I guess, like, I guess maybe there's one central office, but why would that central office for the whole country club be, be, in the right, kitchen? be right next to the kitchen? Yeah, also their locker room seems to be there because we saw Troy and Zeke and Chad changing there. <laughs> Yet again, we do not understand the we're, arrangement. We're, we're, we're picking apart this movie. One minute at a time. Yeah. And as they're, like, walking around, they walk in together holding hands, and they go in and clock in, and Gabriella, like, scooches close and does hers, and then Troy's, like, big leans over her and is, like, on top of her. And I'm like, dude, give her some space, (laughs) actually. Uh, And then right after they clock in, like, Gabriella makes eyes at him, like, oh, we're going to go sneak off and do something. Well, no, they hear something. In a distance. Oh, a oh, faint na-na-na-na. Oh, a, a, a tinkle. A tinkle pi- of piano. A piano, yeah. <laughs> and, and some Not faint... Not that kind of tinkle, guys. And a faint singer singing na-na-na-na. <laughs> and they... Na-na-na-na, hey, 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 goodbye? No. Oh. We don't know what kind of na-na-na-na yet. <laughs> and... What about na-na-na? No. Okay. Definitely not. <laughs> Bowser doesn't make an appearance of this movie. That's the only Shanana reference I know. That's more than I know. But only because of the line in, in the Will Smith song, Parents Just Don't Understand. He says, This isn't Shanana. Come on, Mom. I'm not Bowser. Cool. <laughs> not Bowser from the Mario universe. Yeah, though. that's all I'm thinking is like Bowser from Mario. So I'm, I'm pretty useless. <laughs> Uh, Bowser from Shanana existed before Bowser from Mario. Is Bowser from Mario named after Bowser from Shanana? I don't know. I don't know how unique of a name Bowser is. In the 1970s and 80s? Like, 
like was Bowser like a relatively unique name for the guy from Shanana? And then like Nintendo was like, oh yeah, Bowser's like a fun name to make our monster guy. Because Shanana's Bowser had like that notoriously deep voice. So it could be in reference to. Yeah, probably. But like, are there other people named Bowser? Bowser's a pretty fun name, but you like can't name your kid Bowser anymore because because Nintendo is kind of universal monopolized. now. <laughs> the, I monopolized guess, the Bowser market. You, you could still name a kid Mario or Luigi because those are just Italian names, I guess. But like, but, like you definitely get some quizzical stares and be like, <laughs> really? You named your kid Luigi? <laughs> <laughs> a middle name, I feel like it seemed like it was a family name, but if you just straight up called your kid Mario I guess or we Luigi. Don't, we, we don't know very many people who are like, Italian, Italian. That's true. You even did the Italian finger. <laughs> Orange slice. Um, meatball. <laughs> that's Just a, kiss. That's a spicy meatball. Where were we? <laughs> oh, so yeah, they, they follow the na-na-na out of the kitchen and Troy continues saying good morning to people. The only and- other thing I know about Sean on the band <laughs> is that I they tried. played, it, they played at Woodstock. Oh. And they like they went hard at Woodstock. Like they were playing things at like 180 BPM. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that's just that's just a random number I said, but it's fast. They were like, let's go hard. V fast for all but, these. But people. you picture Sean and I as like a 60s like doo-wop band, and then playing at Woodstock is like, oh, rock and roll is more the association. But what we, a lot of people don't realize is a lot of those like doo-wop bands like had rock and roll credit. They just, oh, hundred percent. They just put like like bef- when Motown was a thing. That was just the slower, more kind of big bandy. Big band, not not even big band, just less less produced sound because so much changed over the course of the '60s. That things, thanks Beatles. Yeah, thing like rock and roll became got that kind of gritty sound, but before it was much more clean. Mm-hmm. But you know, live performance. Sounds gross most yeah, of the time. Yeah, it's awesome. It's always gritty, yeah. Anyway. Where were we? Uh, we they're were just leaving kinda, the kitchen. Yeah, this is kind of the, just the minute ending. Yeah, no, but Jason. Oh, yeah. God we, knows what Jason is when doing. When we paused the minute at the end of the time, we saw Jason in the background like. Take hold, a big lick out yeah, of a wrapper? Holding something up to his mouth. We were like, Jason, I don't know what you're doing, but this is not sanitary. Don't lick it. No. Yeah. Jason being a weirdo again. <laughs> we still can't quite put our finger on him. <laughs> that boy. <laughs> anyway. Is it time? It's time. For our decom of the week segment. In yes. which Tyler will present something to me. I don't know what yet. I haven't found out. And I'm going to have to make something up. Yeah. Wish me luck, folks. I had an idea in my brain. So Condra's been hitting me with a couple of these sort of middle fiction ideas. So I wanted to hit Condra with a middle fiction idea. Yes. That I think she'll have a specialty in. Oh, boy. Let's talk about the American Girl dolls. Yes! <laughs> I don't care if I just peeked the mic. Um, particularly the one you had, which was... Kirsten? Kirsten, who has never been adapted into a movie <laughs> because her doll was was ended around 2009, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, When I bought my second American Girl doll, when I finally saved up enough money to buy my own American Girl doll, um, my first one was a gift from... At the time, my uncle that did not have children, so he's, he gave us nicer gifts back then. Gave you nicer gifts. We both got DVD players <laughs> I'm one just kidding, year. I'm just kidding. Well, 
Yes. You remember those little handheld DVD players that you <laughs> use in the like, backseat like, of the car? car? Yeah. <laughs> and they were a volume nightmare when you no, both had we're talking about Kirsten right now. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, Kirsten was 1850s. 1853, I think. I don't... <laughs> you... you just, I, I did a little bit of research. I, I thought it was 1880s for some reason, but I believe you. Um, and they... She is from a... Eastern European family. It's from like Sweden or something. Yeah. And they have migrated to the United States and Thus are- Thus making her an American girl. And moving across country. Um, okay, yeah. And I, they not, stop you're, 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 in going, a, going, you're going to end up explaining the plot when you explain the plot, so I'm trying to just like- Okay, all right. T- tell all right. you what, what to do. What am I doing? <laughs> Sorry, so, I got excited. <laughs> so other American girls have been adopted into film. Yes, there's a, Felicity there's was a Shailene. There's a Kittredge movie with, with Abigail uh, Breslin. Right. Felicity, Felicity is a Shailene Woodley movie. Those are Samantha the only ones. Samantha with um, the girl from The Grinch. And sure. There's like a Molly movie. There's a Krissa movie. They started making a, the some girl more recently. The girl of the year ones yeah. tend to get them. But... Yeah, Kirsten and Addie, like, there were a couple that did not get them. And they they famously have, like, book series that are associated with the American Girls. Yep. But Six books per girl. But I thought I would give you the unique challenge of adapting Kirsten's story, who has not gotten adapted already. I don't know if you read her books. Oh, I 100% did, Tyler. So I your challenge is to adapt Kirsten. All in, six? Not Not necessarily all six, just, like... Enough for there to be a movie. Okay. Enough for there to be a decom or TV movie equivalent. Using any knowledge that you do or don't have of her story. I have a lot of it still what, up here, like, Tyler. How, how can you make a, like a cinematic story arc out of this? What I from what I read on Wikipedia, very mundane story. Yeah. Um. And I think that's why. Also, I think the other issue is Kirsten's story is very reminiscent to uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder's. It is a family that moves out west and... You're talking about the little house on the prairie. Correct. Except that Kirsten's an immigrant and deals with some issues relating to that in her story as well. And she actually connects with an indigenous person in one of the stories... In a way that does not happen in the Little House on the Prairie books. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'm not going to go there, though. So where does this movie start? Does it start? So I'm thinking I'm going to take some inspiration from the Little House, obviously, just thinking of, like, the the family moves west kind of thing. So I'm also taking inspiration from Fievel Goes West, an American <laughs> tale. <laughs> Ah, yes, the sequel to um, An American Tale, that Steven Spielberg animated movie from the 80s, American Tale 2, Fievel Goes West. (laughs) Yes, which had a stage show at Universal for a few years. (laughs) Not the first one, the second one (laughs) the stage show. Look, stage shows at Universal have been arguably... Ghostbusters Not. and Beetlejuice. That's all I'm going to say. Well, the the one in California had Waterworld for a very long Too time. Too long, <laughs> one might say. Um, so, all right. So, Kirsten. Is she starting in Sweden or is she starting, like, in America? I think maybe it's like... Or on a boat. I think maybe the way to start is she wakes up from a dream and she's dreaming about, like, 
the boat and her home and she like wakes up homesick like she like the wagon jostles and she wakes up from her dream of like being at home with the good cooking but then it turns dark and scary and the you see the boat pitching and then the nervous line at Ellis Island which doesn't appear in the books if I'm remembering correctly so it's this kind of like minute just like 50s would be pretty early for Ellis Island that wasn't late (laughs) to later no you're right that's why I don't think it happened but they obviously like came in some way shape or form through New York in some way presumably yeah And so we get that through, like, a dream sequence, I think, to, like, give some snapshot, and maybe she dreams again. And I think it's just going to be like a... I hate to use the other American Girl doll movies as an example, because they (laughs) kind of use... Well, not all of them use all the plot lines. Some of them just... They tend to use the Christmas plot line. Like, Samantha straight up just uses the Christmas plot line from her. So there's six books in every American Girl series. There's the first one that's meat. The second one, they learn a lesson. The third one's Christmas. Uh, the fourth one is birthday. The fifth one is saves the day. And then... The sixth one, they die. No! (laughs) I don't remember. Takes a journey? No. Mystery? Is there a mystery? The mysteries are like a side series. They have their own mysteries, and Kirsten never really got them. She had some small, like, one-shots with, like, her and her friends and, like, a lost mitten and that kind of stuff. And so I think it's going to be like a seasonal, like it's going to go through the season. So it's part of like her first year out in in the West. So okay. you have the little Christmas scene. You have her like going to school for the first time. It, it's a pretty, it, it's not too dissimilar from even Diary of a Wimpy so Kid. So it's Harry Potter-esque. Harry Potter-esque, yeah. So we get her facing the black bear while she's picking berries and her meeting the indigenous people and making friends with this young girl that she makes friends with when she's an outcast herself. Um, So it's a little episodic at first. Is there an overarching arc or is there like a climactic scene for us to like build this movie around? Like I get like, so basically they like move to America and they have like a farm and she helps out her parents on the farm and with her siblings. Yeah. Her, her mom has another baby while at some point. Yeah. I think the the climactic elements are very much person-centered. So it's her growing into her community, them accepting her despite being an immigrant and making these, I think just like this feeling confident, like throughout the books, some of it, the issues she faces are like language issues and seeing things from different, like maybe not reading the, the situation in the same way as the the quote-unquote locals are and like her being declared local maybe they add a story in that like at the end there's this like spring i don't know i think the bear scene is going to be like your really high climax (laughs) she like is out picking berries for like this spring festival thing and like a bear comes to her like she she gets not attacked by a bear she also gets lost in like a snowstorm, like with her two siblings, like her two young siblings, and they almost die of hypothermia. <laughs> like it's it gets intense. So I think it's that survival of the elements and like feeling that they can actually do it and like calling it home kind of thing. I don't know if it's like a high action or high suspense. It seems like something interesting about it being home. So like something dramatic happens where it's like, no, we can't leave our home. And it's like, oh, yeah, right. This is our home now. But, like, what gets them there? What if there's a fire? 
if their house has a fire and they're like or a neighbor's house has a fire, fire and they don't want it to spread and so they do the bucket bucket line and everyone in the neighborhood helps out and they need to communicate with their neighbors over the language barrier but it's so clear that what they need to do so they're working all together as a community and it like starts to get to their it gets real close to their house maybe the side of their house gets singed but they save our home their house and they're like ah our home is safe and then they all realize ah yes this is our home yeah and they maybe like kirsten is the one that realizes the other house is on fire because they're all at like a quilting bee or something yeah a harvest bee what what is like what is her characteristic? She's very sweet. She's she's like gentle. She's a good friend. I mean, Samantha's like sassy and rich. Like <laughs> Kirsten's very simple, plain. She's friendly. So would she be like out late, like getting into trouble, and then she comes back and sees there's a fire? No, I think maybe she runs home. Like her the baby is unsettled and she's like, oh, where's her little blanket or whatever? And like runs home, looks for the blanket. The parents say, no, don't run. Like, we'll come with you. And then she just runs out the door. Yeah, just to like get, she's like, I'm trying to be helpful for my little sibling. All right. Yeah, she's a little over rambunctious, but she's well-intentioned. I don't, but she never really had that, but I think that's the kind of character, like her characteristic was very played <laughs> so maybe you need to add that like felicity spunk like felicity l- straight up had spunky on the back of her book <laughs> gotta have some spunk and she definitely did she like helped the american revolution <laughs> felicity straight up being a spy a daughter of liberty as it were uh, as it were and i think there's opportunity to have a diverse cast with kirsten that some of the other American girls do not. Yeah. Any um, any casting choices that you could make for a a young Kirsten? You can you can ignore the Kirsten cast because she's like a child actor. But like the father or the mother. I'm trying or, to think of like an Eastern or Northeastern European national like nationality. I mean, my first and foremost thought always is the 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 mom in Jurassic World that I like so much. What's her name? Um, I'm blanking. Is that, it's not Joan Churchill, is it? I was, I was, when you said mom from Jurassic, I was like, I thought Laura Dern. She's got no. that blonde hair, though. Yeah, no, not Laura Dern. Uh, it's. But come on, if this was coming out in 2007, oh, in Laura 2000... Dern as the oh, mom. She's, but she's Abigail Adams, though. That'd get confusing. What? Oh, no, that's Lauren Lindsay. I always do that. The John Adams HBO miniseries. Oh. I always do that. 2000, I don't, I'm so We, we don't have to cast I'm it. I'm so bad with casting. I don't know anyone's name. No, I think just like people that, if if they are not directly from, that they can do the accent well. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> you won't be able to tell if they're acting well because they will be doing such heavy accents. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was a fun. It is fun. I love talking about American Girl dolls. <laughs> I, I guess Disney doesn't really produce them because American Girl is kind of its own company that yeah. would fund its own stuff. I feel like, though, maybe Nickelodeon or Paramount had some tie-in with the movies that came out. Maybe. I don't know what studios. Yeah. Well, I know American Girl like cre- straight up created their own video game, like CD-ROM video games back in the day because <laughs> I owned them. So, yeah, no, they definitely were and to some extent still are their own company. Well, thank you for letting me explore the American Girl <laughs> doll Kirsten yet again. 
Oh, yes. My pleasure. So it's Harry Potter, basically, without the very exciting, it, it's a fire at the end. So instead of <laughs> so Voldemort. So it's Spider-Man where there's a fire. Yeah. Um, okay. Where can people find us on the internet? People can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know your favorite American girl. There are right and wrong answers. <laughs> Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler. And we'll see you next time to find out who's singing na-na-na. Nah. You can bet on it. (laughs) 